Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show with host Tanya Brown. It is November 14th, 2023. It is a Tuesday. And here we go. Today's episode is brought to you by author Crystal Hope. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, Embrace each challenge in your life as an opportunity for self-transformation by Bernie Siegel. So, ooh, that's a hard one. It is, you know. Um, I, I very often feel like I'm not a good enough person, which like I know, what, what a way to start the, <laughs> what a way to start the episode. Like, the amount of guilt I have over feelings that I have. Like, if someone hurts my feelings and I get frustrated, I feel guilty that I'm frustrated with them. Or if I talk to a friend about how somebody upset me or hurt my feelings, I will later feel bad for talking about it. And it's really hard when... Hmm, it's just hard. It's hard... As much as I like the sentiment, it's kind of hard to view every challenge as an opportunity for self-transformation because maybe I'm hard enough on myself as it is, <laughs> you know? Maybe we're in a year or time or season of no transformation. How about we all just chill? How about we all just learn to love our, the current versions of ourselves before demanding more of ourselves, I guess, or the change of ourselves. Hmm. So what are we drinking today? I'm going to take a sip real quick. Mm. <clears throat> I am drinking a dirty brown sugar milk tea from the boba shop down the street. I sat down to record, and sometimes I play a game. So I have a little game on my computer that is literally just me, and it's there's, it's literally just me making sushi and boba tea for people. It's just this. It's a time waster game. It's a time management game. I love time management games. Think like Flo's Diner games like that. And so, if you know any good ones, please send them to me. I love them. So. I've been, I think I'm on like level like 60. So I've been playing for a long time. But the problem is that you do get cravings for sushi and boba tea. So I walked like half a mile, a mile to where the boba tea shop is here. And it was wet and rainy. And I'm just in my Crocs and a sweater, just like walking around the garden district trying to get my boba tea. So that's what I'm drinking today. It has the little uh, tapioca pearls, which I love, and it's just so nice. So let's move into some headlines. This comes to us from DazedDigital.com. 
cryptozoology inside the online communities hunting for strange creatures. So I love this subject because we talk we talk about cryptids quite a lot on the show just because it's fun and interesting. It's not necessarily witch related, but it is mystical world related. And I'm a big believer that when you pay attention to that stuff and you learn about that stuff, like you get more aligned with the universe. So even though it's not directly witch related, I do think that helps us all towards our kind of goal. Um, but I also, a lot of you know this, I have quite a particular interest in micro communities and like small cultures. Like I love a little culture. Um, so I love the idea that we're looking into online communities for cryptids. Like what is this? world you know especially online communities they're so particular and they develop a culture quite quickly like even us we're a little community that has our own culture you know like i say good morning witches you know what it is um you know the leslie nopeisms at the end of the show like we're our own little culture you know so i think it's so fascinating so let's see what they said it's 4 a.m. in the backwaters of Reddit, and a user who goes by the name you slash truth is fiction has shared a post about a cannibalistic race of hairy hominids native to Sri Lanka. There's no scientific evidence of this creature, though its existence can be traced across uh, mythology and local folklore. Quote, different cultures around the world have shared a story of hominids being forced into a cave and burned to death by humans, writes the user. A flurry of comments and upvotes fill the thread with similar stories of strange creatures whose existence has yet to be proven. For anyone who's ever found themselves falling into online wormholes of supernatural kind, the subreddit, uh, Cryptozoology, is full of weird gems. The page is a go-to for cryptid enthusiasts. Um aka animals who aren't yet recognized by science and attracts the sort of hyper dedicated internet nerds who like me enjoy the stranger side of online discourse quote i love the thought that there were animals out there that escaped our discovery scientists estimate that we'll never know about the vast majority of animals because they went extinct before we discovered them and didn't leave behind any fossils said the anonymous user so cryptozoology is generally considered a fringe science, and such accounts of fantastical beasts are met with disbelief across the wider scientific community. It's safe to assume that many of these accounts are in fact hoaxes, yet for many cryptozoology fans, the fun is the unknown. To imagine the cryptid, a creature that is by definition unknowable, demands us to suspend real-world rules and immerse ourselves into the fantasy of what's out there. Each like, post, share adds to the online lore surrounding these creatures, with users swapping grainy shots of bug-eyed creatures with the same unbridled enthusiasm as ufologists tracking down non-human biologics. Quote, the number of people here is amazing says uh, user Truth is Fiction. I've been able to talk from people all over the world about their local wildlife and cryptids. I've even been sent reports of new cryptids or new reports of older cryptids, like giant frogs in New Guinea or deadly fish in Sudan. With 2.3 billion likes on TikTok, cryptid sightings are gaining popularity there too. 
So for the average Mothman enjoyer, clips are the perfect entry point into the weirder corners of social media. Characterized by online trends such as, quote, not quote, hashtag weird core, an aesthetic centered on low-quality visuals that evoke feelings of disorientation, dread, and alienation. Stories of Jersey Devils, Frogman, and folk creatures follow a similar mimetic pattern to urban legends such as the Black Rooms. Both core characteristics of liminal TikTok. Uncanny ability to conjure an alienated familiarity is the user. It's really interesting. Um, I know Kiki is very into cryptids. Uh, She loves that stuff, and I love her talking about them. It's so fun. But I, I, I think on the spectrum of it, I definitely am more in the middle. I don't not believe it, but I don't believe it, if that makes sense. I just haven't had real proof, like, either way. But as someone in this culture... Um, who am I to say what someone should get excited about or should be passionate about or should be interested in? And I love hearing people talk about these creatures. I love to listen. I love to hear the stories. I think it's so fun. Um, I also really want to do the Mothman thing. So that has to be like something I put effort into. I also really want to go to Roswell, but I want to just vibe. I want to do all the um tourist stuff i want to go to the diner with alien ears and go to a museum and just vibe that's all i want and i kind of want to do the same thing with the mothman festival so i just need to find people to go with a reason to go and time to do so all right witches i'm gonna throw this over to our moon correspondent oh real quick actually no i'm not i want to say one more thing I've noticed there's a very, very distinct divide between the paranormal community and the witch community, which is wild. I feel like we should be more merged, you know? Anyways, I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent. After this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Tuesday, November 14th. The waxing crescent moon goes it alone in Sagittarius today. Here, the moon conjuncts Mercury. We might be feeling very philosophical with this energy, very high-minded. We've just left behind the Saturn square, so there may be a sudden feeling of freedom, launching us into the next adventure. The sign of Sagittarius has a bend toward optimism, so we might be seeing the glasses half full for the first time in a while. Take that enthusiasm and use it to look at the bright side of things that may have been bringing you down as of late. Every story has more than one perspective. Today just happens to be the rose-colored glasses one. Might as well enjoy it while it lasts. Your daily moon mantra is... Optimism is not letting the present and the past determine your future. This has been your Daily Moon Mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Author Crystal Hope will soon be releasing her debut novel, Blood and Lies. Blood and Lies is a paranormal romance featuring supernatural investigators and gothic horror with a bit of spice stirred in. 
Check out other work she's contributed to, including spells for good times, as well as conjuring with cannabis, spells, and rituals for the Weed Witch by Carrie Connor with Crystal Hope and Tyler D. Martin. These witchy works can be found on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, or your favorite local witchy shop. Follow Crystal Hope's publishing journal on Instagram at Crystal Hope. That's K-R-Y-S-T-L-E-H-O-P-E. Hi, my name is Ren. Um, I'm a new listener to The Witch Daily Show, but I'm loving the podcast and um, all the spooky topics lately. So please keep them coming. Um, so yeah, I'm calling with my question today. Um, I've been aware of my intuition and my connection kind of with the natural world since I was super little. Um, I started reading tarot cards a few years ago and really kind of started to strengthen that. But recently, it's starting to intensify to the point of like clairvoyance. And it's super cool, but kind of freaky and overwhelming at times. Um, I'm not even sure if um, like these things can be controlled or if I can get some control over this. Uh, but I do kind of feel like I'm missing a puzzle piece between my gifts, my intuition and using it for my purpose, whatever that may be, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah, so any advice on embracing these gifts? Thanks. Hi, Ren. Thanks for calling in. So, oh, let me tell you, that is a question I have really struggled with myself, you know? And when I first got this question, I was like, okay, just because I don't know doesn't mean this isn't a discussion being had elsewhere. So I started searching and searching, and searching, and searching. And all I find is how to enhance psychic abilities, proof of psychic abilities, signs of psychic abilities. Then in the scientific realm, it's uh, the implications of, of psychic abilities, psychic research. But the discussion is, what is the point, which I think is pretty much your question, which was how can I use my abilities for my purpose, which is another word to say, what's point? And this is a question I have always struggled with. And it's funny, I'm actually working on a book right now, um, editing a book that the main character has the same question. What's the point? You know? Uh, if this were charmed or buffy, the point would be easy. Save the day, you know, by the end of your lunch shift, save innocent people, help, help people. Um, and I think it's really hard to remember that we don't live in kind of this sitcom space where there is such a very clear narrative of what the point is. In, re in reality, we live in our world, which purposes are a lot harder to grasp. So I've heard people shame others going, well, if you have this gift, um, not using it for is a waste. And Or people who have shamed other people for not wanting to use their gifts uh, you know, and oh, I'm going to tell you, 
So I'm going to be very, very, very honest. And I will pose this question to all of you, everyone listening. But if we're being very, very, very honest, I don't think there is a point that we can look at and say, this is the reason. I think you have to decide what the point is for you. And it's based off you. It's based off your own inclinations and your own uh, personality. I know I really, really love connecting with people one-on-one. And that's true in my whole life. Put me in front of a group. I don't do very well. Put me in front of each one of those people one-on-one together and I can open up, you know, and that's true for just life. So for me, because I really get a lot of my good social energy from being one-on-one with people, I really like doing readings and I really like uh, talking to people one-on-one and I like hearing about what they're going through and I like, um, I like offering words of encouragement and hope and advice and uh, whatever the cards say, you know, divine message or whatever you call it. And that works for me and that feels good to me. And I feel like that's a good purpose for me based off of who I am, you know? But there's some people who aren't really that person. (laughs) I have, uh, like, I know people who aren't quite as empathetic to other people's problems and they're less encouraging and less helpful, you know, when it comes to readings. So for them, that might not be their purpose, you know? Um, maybe your purpose is to be creative, right? So maybe your purpose is to use your gift to pull in divine inspiration to write or to paint or to sing, you know, maybe you can channel, uh, channel the energy of your favorite, uh, legendary singer and honor their memory through a song, you know? And I think, I think that is a conversation I haven't seen anyone having, you know, and I I once raised the question myself in a group and the responses were wild, you know, because they were very, very much like, oh, what do you mean? What's the point? Your point is to help everybody connect to their grandpa. And it's like, no. You know, like, obviously that isn't word for word. It was a few years ago. So I'm just paraphrasing my, like, my, like, memory. But I think in order to use your psychic gifts, such as clairvoyancy or um, whatever your gifts are, you have to determine what your purpose is first. What is your purpose in this world, in life? Uh, for others, if not for others, to make yourself happy or figure out your purpose and your point in this life and then use your gifts to aid in that, whatever it is. But I will say, in terms of your gifts developing, that's wonderful, right? Uh, It's kind of like what I talked about before the commercial break, where the reason I like talking about cryptids on the show, even though it isn't witch direct, is that, uh, again, that quote, when you notice the mystical, the, the mystical notices you. So the more aware you get of these thoughts and ideas and beliefs and these cultures, the more 
a part of the world you are and the more aligned with the world you are and the quicker your abilities, powers, magic will grow because the deeper into this world you become a part of, the more, I think, I think the more the world wants to also become a part of you. And I think that is where like our energy comes from, magical and, you know, otherwise. So Ren, I don't know if that completely answers your question. I hope it does. <laughs> but thank you so much for being one of our first callers. I very much appreciate it. And I will raise this question to all of you. I'll put it in the Facebook group. I'll put it in the Discord. Uh, what do you think the point is or the purpose? You know? Hmm. Anyways, we have another one from one of our listeners. This is Cassidy over in our Facebook. I just thought this was cute because we are entering the holiday season. And I know a lot of us kind of go away for the holidays, whether we go to a family member's house, a friend's house, or maybe we go to a little vacation every year, whatever you do, or a lot of us are about to be traveling. So I thought this question would be really great. Cassidy writes, for those of you who have done the getaway cabins, I have some questions if you don't mind. I want to go soon and have some time to myself to memorialize my dad who passed away in July. I'd like to spend a lot a lot of the day watching some of his favorite westerns. Is there internet? Uh, also, I would plan cooking some meals, but if I wanted to order pizza, could I? There are some a little over an hour from my house, and the area does have restaurants and stuff, but I'm not sure how close they are to the cabins. I can reach out to the company as well, but I thought I'd ask you for your personal experience first. Thanks so much. So I know Cassidy's asking specifically about those cabins I go to, um, but I think this is still great because a lot of us are going to be traveling, period, you know? So, and I think the advice holds up kind of regardless. So I wrote, Hi, there isn't Wi-Fi, so you need to download whatever it is you want to watch. My trick is determine how much I'll want to watch. Let's say I'm gone for five nights and I want to watch a movie or a TV show each night. I download 10 things, and that is because I want to have more options. As far as ordering food, there's usually... Uh, they're usually the cabins are usually in places that are a little bit more out of the way. It can be hard to get delivery, and I wouldn't count on it. Some locations do have places close by you could run and get food, but the one I go I go to doesn't. I would plan for that not to be an option. But then if it turns out to be, that's a nice addition. So basically, if you're traveling this Christmas. Those are kind of my go-tos and I kind of stick by it, right? Like let's say you're going to a family member's house or your mom's house or your cousin's house or you're going to New York for your annual trip or whatever. Kind of plan ahead. Don't rely on that place having kind of what you need. And especially when it comes to family stuff, family stuff can get really difficult and a lot of like emotions that you thought you had buried 20 years ago could come flying out of nowhere. Have comfort stuff readily available. Uh, download Parks and Rec on your computer. 
Like, don't assume your mom still has her Wi-Fi, you know? Pre-download those things. If there are certain foods that make you more comfortable, just bring them. Uh, because I think sometimes the holidays can just be very hard for people. And so if you kind of come pre-prepared, even if you don't think you'll need it, I think it's just better for everyone. For example, I had a huge meltdown at my mother's house last Christmas. Um, and it was just 30 years of feelings <laughs> flowing out. And um, honestly, part of me thinks that if I would have had like my comfort movie available on my computer immediately, that I could have just hit play, I maybe wouldn't have spiraled. <laughs> um, you know, what can we do? But I thought this was a good question to ask because I do think um, sometimes we, especially when we're traveling, so I like to go to camping. Uh, if you're going to a hotel, I'm going to tell you, I've never gone to a hotel and like known what their internet situation is. You know what I mean? So go and download twice as many things as you think you'll need. Um, bring comfort foods that maybe your small town in Utah doesn't have and do all those things. It just makes traveling so much better. And uh, if you try not to rely on things that like, Try not to rely on going to other places or that restaurants are there or, oh gosh, once I went home for Christmas and no grocery store in like three towns over had potatoes. I don't know why. I do not know why. And oh gosh, I mean, I couldn't have predicted that. You know, like that's a little nuts. I'm, I'm not going to put potatoes in my bag and drive them across, you know, the country. <sighs> but I'm very particular about breakfast and my breakfast has to have potatoes so the fact no town had potatoes and I kept running into people at the grocery store and they're just standing there in shock and I'm like yeah this is like a third grocery store that has no potatoes and it was absolutely wild anyways um let's see what Lilith says Lilith says I agree with Tanya Bring twice as much as you want to watch and not just dad stuff, stuff that's funny and light and that you enjoy just kind of hanging with. If they have Wi-Fi bonus. Uh, oh, yeah. And food. Uh, same with food. Like when I do getaway, I try to add a few extra items because I bring all of my food. But I will um, – Make sure I have, like, extra snacks and stuff, even if I don't think I'll use it. And the reason is, is because once I went and I ended up on my period and I had to ration my chocolate, which was not a fun situation for me. So, yeah. Oh, anyways, everyone traveling this season, I hope it's wonderful and great. Have comfort stuff ready to go. Because sometimes things just get hard, you know. All right, witches, we are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out to listener Teresa Dawn. Teresa, you scholarly celestial sunflower. Allison DaCosta. Allison, you bombastic, loyal woodland fairy. And Veronica Fanny. You bedazzled, sparkling Valkyrie queen. Thank you three so much for being Patreon supporters. I really appreciate it. Uh, it lets me put the show together and make it every day. So we do have a card pull today. Our card is 
34, which is, let's see, from the Sacred Symbols Oracle, Knowledge. Remain teachable. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. This is, yes. Before I, before I even continue, remain teachable. And that is something I'm constantly having to remind myself as I get older. It gets really, really easy to dig your heels in and think that, like, you know everything. Um, but I'm going to be honest. I know people who act that way, and I hate being around them. Like, it is so difficult being around someone who thinks they are the the uh, fountain of all correct information. and. Ugh, it's horrible. Remain teachable. Remain teachable. There is new wisdom available to you at this time. This card can signify getting more information before proceeding. It can signify the presence of an important teacher. Perhaps you are the teacher when it's time for you to share your knowledge with the gifts the world around you. Drawing this card can also indicate a message from your Akashic records. Seek out more information about the records or even perhaps learn how to assess your own records for more clarity regarding your query. Meditate on this to learn new things or to draw the right teachers into your life. Nice. All right, witches, before we leave, we do have some housekeeping. As you learned today, we do have our new call-in segment. Please check it out. I love there being other voices besides my own on the show. As you notice, I tr I try to have people. Um, I hire voice people. I have uh, our lovely Nix, who is a professional voice person. She helps us with our intro and outro. I like having different voices. So, if you would like to call in, similar to our listener Ren. You can call us at 504-291-4527. Just know if you want to use an, an anonymous name, please do. Um, whatever you say will be aired on the show. And if you call from a block number, it won't work. It'll think you're spam. So don't do that. And that's it. Don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources, anything we referenced today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day. <laughs>